The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined again by my friend, Brian. How you doing today, Brian? What's up, Santino, man? Doing wonderful. Got another huge 10-game slate, man. A lot to get into, so, you know, excited to be here. Yeah, we got another 10-game slate, and you know what? It's been a week since we recorded our last podcast together at the uh, this onset of the new NBA season, so we're a week in. It's short week. We had a, a full day off in there, and two of the Christmas games that were only five games, and then the opening day games that were only two games, uh, but we're officially a week in now. Uh, how you how you feeling about so far in this DFS season, and then so far of anything that you've seen so uh, in any games? Yeah, I'm actually feeling really good, man. I, I've had some profitable days here, so I, you know, I always feel good about that. Um, you know, I only had one day where I didn't make money. I like these, actually, like these larger slates, man. It, it gives our opponents, you know, more mistakes that they can make. You know, so you know, if you listen to us, we'll keep you on the right track, and um, hopefully, we can we can keep winning. Yeah, and I, I like that, man. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned it. We have a ten game slate, so let's get into it. Uh, right before I get into that. Let me throw out a something on our, our presenting sponsors, and the first one is my bookie. And if you're a DFS guy and you're, and you're a gambling person, you probably are a, a straight sports better as well. I, I know I am. I think Brian's in there as well. Um, but we we just had some a Christmas giveaway on on my bookie. Uh, six days of free giveaways. If you didn't get into that, and it uh, it was basically just free stuff they were giving you uh, free plays free casino plays every day you got something new but if you didn't get into that what are you guys doing uh seriously though now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost lightning deals and free bets await all season long and with the nfl playoffs right around the corner we know who most of these teams are and we know what they're capable of and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines uh, whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. So sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. So make the right play and sign up today at mybookie.ag. Now, when you when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. So the terms are simple. If you put in $300, they will match you with another 150 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. And it's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Um, and... Let's get into it, man. This is going to be an exciting one. We have the first game on the docket uh, on the DraftKings slate at New York Knicks at the surprising 3-0 Cleveland Cavaliers. Ding, ding, ding. Who had that one on their on their <laughs> docket? I know Brian did. Uh, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, the, the Knicks are three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road, and the over-under is relatively in the middle, probably lower end on at 217, uh, probably one of the lowest on the docket. But let's start with this Knicks team, man. I'll throw it over to you. Uh, our 
res or we're gonna I'm gonna claim you the the New York Knicks expert right now. I know you're from Charlotte, but we're just gonna similar 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 color scheme. So I'm gonna throw it over to <laughs> throw it over to you here. Uh, who do you like on this this Knicks team? And and for the injury report that I almost forgot to mention quickly, uh, we have. Uh, um, <clears throat> on the Knicks side, we have Alex Burke is question. Alec Burks is questionable. He's probably going to play. Kevin Knox is probable. He should be in. Emmanuel Quickly, Austin Rivers, Dennis Smith Jr., Mari Spellman, Obi Toppin, all out. Um, but yeah, now throw it on over to you. Who you like in this game with those guys out and um, a little bit of shake up there? Yeah, man. So I mean, really on the Knicks, man, it's three guys that that you can look to. Um, Julius Randle's been great. Um, he's he's eighty two hundred. On DraftKings, um, he's averaging 46 points, DraftKings points per night. Um, he's been he's been rock solid, man. He's playing 35 minutes a game. Thibodeau loves him. He's going to keep playing. Uh, so he's a rock solid option for you. And then you go to to the other guy playing 35 plus minutes. That's R.J. Barrett. He's 7100 on DraftKings. He's averaging 33 points per game. Um, solid. Um, you'd like a little more of that that cost, but you know he's going to get the minutes. You know he's going to handle the ball. Um, so you like him as well. And then with Dennis Smith out and as well as on um, the other point guards out, uh, um, you got to like Alfred Payton. He had a monster game last last time out, um, ended with uh, 43.3 DraftKings points. Um, he's only 5,500 tomorrow against uh, against Cleveland. So, uh, I mean, with the Knicks guys, those are the three that I like. And, um, you know, you can pretty much count on them getting pretty big minutes. Yeah, and I'm with you. The The guy that I like the most out of those three that you mentioned is Alec Burks, and that's because price tag. R.J. Barrett at 71, I like him, but that just doesn't give me enough upside there with that price tag. Uh, similar to Randall. They're both going to be like 35 minutes. They're going to be running to the ground. Uh, I think Randall has more upside in this matchup especially. Uh, but R.J. Barrett, to me, kind of capped because – I think he could put up pretty good numbers in this matchup. Just 71 is not something I really want to pay for him. Um, but Alec Burks, I think 57 is pretty solid for him. And if Alfred Payton is going to play like he did the other night, that's 55. He's he's right there, too. He's definitely an option. I, I know after that terrible shooting performance, 18 minutes where he scored zero points, 0-6 from the field, he was after after the game, he was on the court shooting all night, and it paid off the next night where he they surprisingly – beat the Milwaukee Bucks um, <laughs> in a big, big margin, too. So um, that that's something to look forward to. But, yeah, I think Alec Burks is my favorite play on this this squad here for, for 57. <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. Let's jump on. Yeah. And uh, let's jump on over to the Cavs, man. So we, we had Andre Drummond got the surprise boost of not having to go up against Joel Embiid, uh, and he is Andre Drummond. But he's going to go up against uh, Mitch Robinson, who has a knack for fouls, Nerlens Noel, and that front court. Do you like him? Do you like this backcourt of of what I heard Larry Nance um, coined them as, Sexland, with Colin Saxon <laughs> yeah. and Darius Garland? Uh, and, do, and Larry Nance, there's no not going to be Kevin Love in this. I forgot to say the, the Cavs side of the ball. We don't have Kevin Love. We don't have Isaac Okoro, Kevin Porter Jr., Dylan Wilder, Matthew Deladova. All those guys are out on here. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta like this this undefeated Cleveland squad, man, led by Andre <laughs> Drummond. He's he, he's been strong, man. He's eighty seven hundred on DraftKings. Uh, that's almost a lot, man. The guy's averaging fifty three point two DraftKings points a game. He's been rock solid. Nobody on this Knicks squad is gonna be able to contain him. Had fifty seven points in only twenty six minutes against Philly um, <laughs> last time out. So, I mean, the guy's a monster. Um, you gotta get him in your lineup, most likely. Um, 
I, I love Larry Nance uh, at 6,300, especially, like, as you said, with love being out. Nance has been great, almost a lot for a double-double. I think he easily gets value at 6,300. Um, I like Sexton and Garland, a whole sex land there, but I think they're <laughs> a little pricey. Uh, Sexton's 6,900, um, so, so that makes it a little tough to go with him, although he's been good as well as Garland at 5,900. Um, you know, he's been good as well. Um, I think he's probably a little bit better for, better of a play than Sexton because of his price. Um, so you can look at those guys as option, but uh, I'm probably looking at, at Garland more so. Yeah, and I'm with you with the Sexland uh, thing right there. <laughs> I can't stop <laughs> saying it now. Larry Ned, I'm going to use it every time I talk about this backcourt. Um, but I'm with more of the land on this one. Fitting because they are the land, and I'm with more of, of, <laughs> of Garland. Um, at 5,900, 1,000 less, the way he's playing and the way he's um, distributing the ball, to me, it, it's a safer of a floor. Uh, Colin Sexton, he's been awesome, and he's been scoring the ball great and efficiently. Uh, but if he has one of those off-shooting nights, he's not doing enough on the on the peripheral stats and, and rebounds and assists. He's getting a few steals, but he's not doing enough rebounds and assists uh, to where – if he has an off night for, I mean, he shouldn't have an off night against the Knicks, but if he does, you're not going to hit value on that because he's not doing much. Darius Garland, on the other hand, is playing great. He's looking like one of the, an early favorite for bounce, most improved player. Um, he's averaging, he has six, 12 and seven assists in his three games. So he's, he's showing pretty good there. He's grabbing some rebounds. Uh, he's scoring good points. So I think him for a thousand less is, is a little bit better as well. And uh, Larry Nance, out of the three, I, I would take a flyer on him, too, against this New York Knicks uh, front court that's pretty – I mean, they don't have Toppin in there. Um, they don't have a couple other people. So I don't, I don't mind him. He's going to get all the run he can handle. And he's playing – he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot of everything. And then you mentioned the big guy, Andre Drummond. Uh, for 8,700, I would prefer him over or Randall for 500 more. Or um, and people around his price tag, He's he's – Going up against people who can't really guard him, um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I like the Andre Drummond call there too. Um, throw one more out there. How do you feel about uh, the Osman? Uh I think he's okay. Said the Osman, uh, fifty one hundred, probably a little bit too rich for me there. Um, I, I mean, if he's the last guy in, I think you can go with him. Of course, Okoro being out helps him. Uh, Kevin Porter still being out helps him. So, I, I mean, I think he has a solid floor of 20, 25 minutes. Um, just I'm not sure of his ceiling at 5,100. Not sure, um, you know, if he can if he can maximize his value there. Yeah, and I'm with you there. I, I just wanted to see – gauge your interest because he is a guy that people have been talking about because he's been, he's been hot. But at 51, I'm not too, too high on him there. But um, the last set I've been playing pretty well, so I'd, I wanted to throw him out there. Gotcha. All right, man, let's go to this next game. Let's keep it moving. We have the Golden State Warriors at the Detroit Pistons, and we <clears throat> have a three-and-a-half-point home underdog for the Pistons, and the over-under is slightly a little bit higher at 222-and-a-half. On the injury report, we have Marquise Chris, unfortunately, is out for the year uh, with that leg injury. We have Draymond Green is out for this game, and, and Alan Smeljic is out for this game. Uh, the Pistons currently... Played tonight, they didn't have anybody on the uh, injury report as of now, but Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose did not play on Monday, so we'll see how that shakes out, um, see if anybody else gets hurt or comes out of the game dinged up. So we'll see how that shakes out, but I would assume uh, Jalil Okafor also missed it. I would assume Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose are going to be back. They just missed it because there was uh, 
one or back to back, so they missed one game. But we'll see how that shakes out. We'll go on the, the Golden State side, and I'll start. I'll jump in this one first. Uh, Steph Curry for ninety six hundred, one of the highest paid or priced guys on the the this docket here. Uh, he is the two, four, fifth, sixth highest guy, uh, but he is Steph Curry and he is playing against Detroit. And we saw in the last game when he's playing against a bad team, when the, when the game's going to be competitive uh, and probably high scoring, we get more minutes from Steph Curry. He played 36 in this last one against Chicago that finished 129 to 128. Uh, he shot 15 threes. He made five of them, but he scored 36 points with six assists, two blocks, two steals, two rebounds, 56 DK points. Uh, I I would expect something similar, uh, assuming that this game should stay close. It's it's one of the uh, worst team, uh, so I would assume he's in he's in play for me here against this team and a couple other people who are in play for me. Um, <clears throat> just looking, I think Eric Pascal, as a guy who I'm not huge on at 5K, I think this is one of the better matchups for him. Um, at only 5K, I don't mind giving him a look, just because I. This this suits him more. He's going to be up going up, up against Blake Griffin, who sometimes doesn't move so well laterally anymore with all those injuries. Uh, so I think he has a chance to pr- be pretty decent. Then another guy I'm looking at for a definite just bargain bin type of basement jump is Kevin Looney uh, at 3,800. He's been playing pretty well with Marquise Chris out. He should see nearly 20 minutes. I'd say about 18 to 19, 20 minutes. Uh, and he could he could return value there for you. Uh, but besides that, I'm not looking too much else outside of um, Curry and a little bit of Pascal. How about you? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head speaking about Curry, man. I mean, anytime Golden State's going to be favorite, we're going to want to play Curry. Uh, that minutes that minutes limit goes up. You know, you can count on him playing more minutes. That's going to be a competitive game. The first two games of the season, they just got smacked, um, you know, playing against, um, you know, teams that they're going to be favored or more competitive with. I think you can lock Steph Curry in. I mean, Ubre's been terrible. The guy, I think I saw a stat, the guy's only made dunks and, and hasn't made another shot in, in the whole season. I know he's like 0 of 17 from three. Yep. Um, Andrew Wiggins looks like he, he just hasn't figured it out yet. Um, and, and Steph is their only option, man. And if they're going to be competitive, I like him in 9,600. I, I think he pays that off. Yeah. And I don't think Wiggins or Ubre, I think they're pretty, I think Ubre is a pretty good player. I think Wiggins is decent. Uh, just this system for me, the way that they want to spread the floor and the way that they've been playing in the recent past when they're healthy, it just doesn't fit two guys who are career 32% three point shooters and just not shooters in general with, with Ubre and Wiggins. They're more athletic slasher type guys. Uh, Wiggins is more of a volume scorer. He scores a lot of points when he's taking a lot of shots. Ubre is just a do-it-all type of player. He's not a spot-up shooter or a reliable, consistent shot. So until I see that them actually uh, tailor this system to them or or them get a little bit better at, when they're getting wide-open shots, I can't really trust them right now. I'm assuming soon I'll be playing Kelly Ubre at this abbreviated price tag, but right now I just <laughs> I, I just can't see it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Right, man. Let's move on to Detroit. So we had Blake Rose and Jalil Okafor all out for the previous game. Uh, Okafor might not play this next one because he had an actual injury. Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose were just resting. Uh, they could always just say, you know what, let's rest them for both games of the back-to-back. Um, but I'm going to go on the assumption that they are playing. <clears throat> and if they are playing, 
Um, this gets a little bit of more jumbled for me, but I think um, a Mason Plumley in this type of matchup at 57 is a solid option. I think most of this Detroit team, because there's nobody over 7K, and they all can be pretty decent. Now, Jeremy Grant at 65, he, he had a pretty good game tonight as well, another back-to-back good games. Um, I think Josh Jackson's a... This is a good matchup for him where he can just take shots and score the ball, and that's what he does. Um, And I also think Blake Griffin at 69, if you're around that price range, uh, he might not grab the rebounds that he used to, but he'll get a couple assists. And he's shooting, and he shot 21 shots in that game against Cleveland. I know it was double overtime, but of those 21 shots, 16 of them were from three-point land. So uh, this guy is not afraid to shoot, and on this team— He's going to have to, so I don't mind many of these options. Even Derrick Rose at 6K is is a little high for me, but not to where I won't give him a look. Yeah, I um, I, I like Blake at 69. Um, as you said, he's he, he played so surprising 44 minutes <laughs> last time. I couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, he got the night off um, last night, so I expect him to be fresh and ready to go. And I don't think 6900 is too much to pay for him. Um, Jeremy Grant at 65. Uh, I uh, could give or take there. Um, he, he's an okay option. I mean, he's he's been aggressive. He's He's been scoring. I think um, 65 kind of caps his upside a little bit. Um, my favorite play, I, I think, is going to be Mason Plumlee at 5,700. Um, he's been great. He was great in Denver when he got, got the minutes, you know. Um, does a little bit of everything, block shots, rebounds, steals, gives a couple points for you. Um, can, as an underrated passer as well. So I really like Mason Plumlee at 5,700. He's probably my favorite play on Detroit. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on that too. I, I think that price tag is just really good. And Jackson at 45, he he's just he's probably he's their number one scorer off the bench, even though they have Derrick Rose. And this guy's never afraid to chuck. It all matters of when he shows up in the, on the court. Is it one of those I really want to play this game, or if he's given energy on, all over the court, he's he's gonna put up numbers. If he's just lackadaisical and his effort's not there, then. Uh, it's just not there, and that happens with him sometimes. <clears throat> but, yeah, I like the Mason Plumley play, too. Uh, let's keep this train moving, man. Let's go to the third game. It looks, I feel like we're going right through this, and I like it. Uh, but this third game here, we got the Boston Celtics against the Indiana Pacers. And the spread in this one is just a one-point spread for the Pacers at home. So they're getting one point at home, uh, home dog. And we have a 220.5 over-under. Um, the second highest of the three that we have done so far, uh, but let's start with Boston. We know who the two guys on Boston are always in play in Tatum and Brown. Uh, can you play them? And outside of them, is there anyone you're looking at? If you're looking at anyone, yeah, I'm really not looking at anybody else on this squad, man. I look at Tatum, 8800. Uh, we know he can go off at any point in time. He's you know an awesome player, 8800. He's getting a little bit too pricey for me. Not sure I can go there. Um, at 8,800, there's some more studs on the slate that I'd rather pay up for a little bit. Um, Jalen Brown at 7,500, if I'm going to pay for one of these guys, I think I'll go with him. 7,500 is not too much to ask um, from Jalen Brown. I think he can be a solid play. But when I look down, Marcus Smart and Tristan Thompson, these other guys, man, um, Jeff T coming off the bench, there's no nobody that really excites me. Um, nobody I feel like that their price represents the value that they're going to repay me. So I'm, I'm probably looking elsewhere than, than anybody else on the Celtic squad. Yeah, when I'm looking at it, it's similar similar boat here. Uh, Jeff Teague has been too hit or miss 
so far to, for where I can trust him. So I, I don't want to trust him there. Uh, but it's it's the two top dogs right now. And if you want to get, I mean, Marcus Smart, if he was closer to 57, I would really like him. 65, there are a few people in that range that I, I feel a lot more comfortable with. But here we, I just, I'm looking at Tatum and Brown again. I like Brown 75 and I'm a little different. I like, I like Tatum's at 88. I don't know how much exposure I'll get to him just because there are so many other people around there. Uh, but I think this is a good matchup for him and the guy he's going to go up against on the opposite side of the ball. I think he is a lot faster than Sabonis and he can move around on his feet and he's going to have the mismatch advantage there. And on the other end, Sabonis is just much bigger than him. I think he's going to grab a lot of rebounds. Um, but I can, I'm going to see myself playing, having some, a few shares of Jason Tatum at this, at this price tag. Cause I like, I like this matchup more than uh, the rest of the guys on this, on this squad here. Um, but let's move on to the Pacers, man. We, we mentioned a couple, I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned Sabonis. I'll let you throw out there. Um, do you like Sabonis at 86, and do you like him more than Tatum 1 and 2? Outside of him, are you looking at anybody else who you think anybody's very reliable on this card? Yeah, I like the Indiana side a lot better in this matchup, um, just kind of based on these guys' prices. I think I like Sabonis a little more than Tatum. He's been more consistent so far this year. Um, he's their number one offensive weapon. As you said, I don't think the Celtics have anybody on the other side that can really stop or contain Sabonis, so... Um, even though 8,600 is, is a little pricey, I do like um, Sabonis to be a solid play there. Um, moving on down, I, I, I like Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown's been very good this year. He's only 7,200 after 40 DK points a game. Um, I think this is a, a solid matchup for, for him as well. Um, so I like Malcolm Brogdon here. Uh, even I like Victor Oladipo. He sat um, last game coming off a of back-to-back, so he should be, should be healthy and ready to go and rested. He's only 6,400. He's been paying that back um, in his two prior games this year. So um, at 6,400, I think I think he can go Oladipo. And then also, um, I got to like uh, my guy at center, Miles Turner, 6,000. Um, he's been solid this year as well. Um, you know, playing against Boston, none of their centers really scare me. Um, you know, Turner can block shots. As we saw, he's blocked eight, four, and five shots in, <laughs> in three games this year, which is our monster numbers. Um, at two points a block, that's that's major value for you. So I like Turner in there um, at only 6,000. So um, several guys on the Pacers side that I like um, a little more than on Boston side. Yeah, and I, I like that too. I, I mentioned why I like Sabonis. I think it's a mismatch. Uh, Brogdon and Oladipo, kind of a toss-up for me. I want to know what Brad Stevens is thinking and where he wants to put Smart for the majority of the time. Uh, I think Smart's a pretty rock solid defender whoever is not being guarded by him i think gets a slight edge there um so i think he's going to be guarding more of brogdon and brown on oladipo but uh that's that's not set in stone yet i'm not i'm just guessing so i'll see on that one whoever whoever is the not getting the smart treatment i like a little bit more on that one and, and yeah you mentioned miles turner he's been playing really well lately at some point, he can't be blocking six <laughs> shots a game or, or six, five shots a game. So that's definitely going to come down. But maybe he gets a couple extra rebounds in this matchup against a smaller uh, Celtics side. because, Or maybe the Celtics can throw out Dice or Tice and Thompson in this one, which they were trying to do, uh, because they are going up against a bigger bigger opponent. So we'll see on that, that front as well. But Turner's been playing pretty solid, and 6K is not too crazy of an asking price for a guy who's been playing pretty solid there as well. Um, 
yeah, let's keep it keep it moving, man. Oh, and I forgot to mention the injury report. I'm messing up on this injury report. Uh, we have Bitadze, uh, Brian Bowen the second, Jeremy Lamb all out, Edmund Summer, uh, Sumner questionable on the Pacers, and Taco Fall, Romeo Langford, and Kemba Walker out on the Celtics. Nothing really to see there so far. We'll see if anything changes. But let's go on to this next game where I think is uh, one of the more – the better games on the slate, and it's also a pick 'em. That's what Vegas thinks. How how good this game is, and at two nineteen and a half over under, we have the Toronto Raptors visiting the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers got surprisingly blown out by the Cavs last game. They didn't have Joel Embiid; he was resting. I guess they put back, but whoever really knows what's going on when he's on the injury report. Uh, let's start with this Toronto side on their injury report. They only, <clears throat> they don't have too many people. They have just Patrick McCall right now, who's seemingly always out. Um, and then we have on the Sixers side, we have Kurt Firkin Korkmaz is out. <laughs> if you say that name fast, it sounds like you're saying something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> be careful, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful when you say that name, uh, especially on, on radio or podcast or whatever you're doing around there. Uh, but then you have Joel Embiid, who's probable with back tightness. So I'm I'm just going to assume Joel Embiid plays. If he doesn't, changes things a lot. But uh, I think he's going to be playing in this one. I'll start with the Raptors here. So on the Raptors, what my my thing is, if so, a center is going up against Joel Embiid, unless you are a top top flight center, and there's just not many options, I don't want to play against you. I mean, I don't really want to play you. Joel Embiid puts people in bad positions. He puts opposing centers in foul trouble. A lot of times, if if you have a very good backup center, as is the case in this matchup, maybe I'll give you a look. And with that said, Chris Boucher um, at 5,800 gets a slight boost for me just because he is going up there. Aaron Baines might get in foul trouble against Joel Embiid. That's what he lives at. So uh, if you want to see a tournament pivot at 5,800, I don't mind some Chris Boucher here. Uh, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I had to say that. Uh, outside of that, uh, this is just not a great, great matchup of two good, very, very, very good top flight defensive teams. I don't want to have too much exposure here. Uh, but if I had to pick one of these guards, I'm going to go with Van Vliet at the $100 discount or give me some OG. I think Ben Simmons goes on one of these guards and OG just gets thrown on. Someone gets thrown on OG, uh, maybe Tobias Harris. I think he could take advantage of that. Uh, but I'm not, I, I don't want to pay up too much for anybody there. If I had to, if you're, if you're stuck with 7,400 and you're, you just really want to have a guard for me, it's, it's Van Vliet over Lowry. But uh, how about you? How you, how you feeling about this Raptor side? Yeah, not a lot of guys I like here. I, I mean, um, Pascal's been solid um, at 8,200, but I, I think that's a little restrictive at that price. Um, you, you know, I, I think Lowry always – he plays well in this matchup um, a lot of the times against Ben, so I think he's okay at 7,500. But I agree, I, I can save a little bit, and I, I'd rather play um, Van Bleed at 7,400. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on Chris Boucher. Um, Nick Nurse mentioned um, earlier this week that we could see a little bit of Alex Lynn – going against the bigger Philadelphia front court. So that scares me just a little bit. Taking a, a few minutes away from Boucher could be critical at, at 5,800. He's up to 5,800 now, so he's, yeah. he's getting a little pricey. Um, I do kind of like OG Ananobi. Um, 5,200, um, one of the cheaper guys if you want to get a piece of this matchup. He's been um, 26 and 29 
points per game. So right around value there at 5,200. Uh, of course, I think they're going to need him a lot um, against the, you know, these guys, Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. Um, so I do kind of like OG at 5,200 if I'm looking at anybody here. All right. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad play either. That's that's a solid price tag. Uh, the Alex Len news. Uh, good thing we have you. That's a that's a nice call there. If if he's going to get a couple minutes, steal that from Boucher, uh, then that's something that we have to worry about. Also, um, if Aaron Baines gets in quick foul trouble, then maybe they just throw him throw Len or Len in there uh, to get <laughs> eat a couple more fouls as well. Uh, but that's something to keep an eye on when we get closer to game time. We should have more more news on that. Doc Doc likes to mention a lot of things to the to the press of what he might do. So um, and and Nick Nurse. So we might have a good matchup or idea of what both these teams are going to be doing. Uh, let's go on to the Philadelphia 76ers, and we have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid at. 8,900 and 98 respectively, Tobias Harris at 7K, and then no one else over five. Uh, just like I mentioned on the the Raptor side, this is they're they're both going against tough defensive teams. Uh, last year we saw if you're going up against the Raptors, the one thing that they struggled against in on which they didn't struggle much, but if they struggled against one thing, it was giving up three pointers. Um, every points in the paint, fast break points, every other thing they were excellent at. It was just Three pointers, they were in the bottom bottom five. So if you were going to try and get the Raptors on on the defensive end, you you have to be a pretty good three point shooter. With that said, I'm not going to be targeting Ben Simmons in that. Um, Tobias Harris at seven K, it's a little pricey. I wish he was still at the the six six that he was last game because that would have been a very good price tag for me. Seven uh, K, I have to give a little bit of pause, but he fits the profile of a guy who can have a solid game in this matchup. Um, and Seth Curry, I'm waiting for him to to have that very good game, and I think uh, this might be it. He is their best three point shooter, and uh, he will be playing a lot. And this is the one week biggest weakness that the Raptors have. Um, so I, I'll be looking at those two guys. Um, I like Embiid, but at 9,800, I just think there is, knowing that this is a tough matchup, I think uh, I can pay up a couple extra and go at Jokic there. Um, but how about you? How, how do you feel about the Sixer side? Yeah, that's not a lot to like for me. Um, you know, Joel Embiid's 9,800. Um, Typically, he can pay that off for you, but again, this is a tough defense. He struggled a lot last year against Toronto. Um, only averaged five real-life points per game against Toronto last year, so that definitely um, scares me. Um, ben Simmons, I think, just again, just a little pricey at 8900 And Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris at $7,000. I don't want any parts of that either. Um, you know, I really only want to play Tobias Harris when Joel Embiid is going to sit, um, and then I'll look at Ben and Tobias, but with Joel Embiid back, he just takes up so much usage. And, um, you know, I think Tobias is going to take a back seat. So 7000 is tough for me to pay for him here. Yeah, it's very weird how he was 6600 with no Joel Embiid and he jumped up 400 with him. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> not feeling how they did that algorithm there. Uh, but I'm with you. If I'm going to play too, it, it would be Harrison Curry. But uh, 7K is a little pricey, so I'm not fully on him. And this is just a tough matchup all around for both teams. <clears throat> uh, but let's go on to a, the next game, uh, which is going to be a fun matchup. We oh, just yes. talked about a couple <laughs> games that were two teams that are going to vying for top four seeds and, and tough matchups, very good defenses. 
and we flip that switch right on its head. Uh, flip that script, I should say, right on its head. We have the Chicago Bulls traveling to the Washington Wizards. The Wizards are four-point favorites at home, and the over-under is a whopping 233.5, which would be, ding, 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 the highest over-under on the slate, my friend. Uh, I'll start this one with you. Oh, wait, let me let me do the, the injury report first because there is a there is a couple people on the injury report. Uh, we have Lori Markinen is questionable for this one for the Bulls, and that's a that's a very big one. But Thad Young on the flip side is probable, so maybe he finds himself in the starting lineup in Game One, or Lori Markinen just plays. Uh, on the Wizards side, we have Rui Hachimura is out, uh, and Cassius Winston is also out. But let's let's start with this Chicago Bulls squad who put up 128 points against the Wizards last time we saw them. Uh, they lost on a last-second three-point play by Damian Lee, which was I was watching that game live and I said, "Wow, that was that was a good <laughs> shot." Um, but yeah, this is going to be a fun one. We have the highest over/under on the field, uh, and we have Laurie Markkinen as a toss-up potentially not playing and that's this game starts at 7 p.m eastern time just like the first five four that we said uh, so we we will have news before lineup locks if Markinen's not playing if he's not playing that's a lot of shots that are going out Markinen has been averaging um he, he took nine 14 and 13 shots the last couple games with in, in <clears throat> he's averaging uh nearly 20 point or 20 points a game here uh so a lot of usage to go around if he's not there, especially in the front court. Let's start with you. Who who do you like on this squad? And can you play Levine or can you play multiple Bulls in this game? Yeah, I, I think you can. I really I really like Levine here, um, either with or without marketing. Um, at 8,400, again, we got a competitive matchup, high-scoring affair. I mean, Levine is a scoring machine. Um, you know, he's, again, another team where they played in a couple uncompetitive games early on, but you see him when they get in a competitive game. You get 35 minutes in a competitive game from Levine, and, and he pays off for you at 52 points last time out. So at 8,400, I really like that. Um, if marketing is out, um, I, I just I get a little more uh, Wendell Carter. I, I kind of like Wendell Carter already at 6,100, a little <clears throat> bit pricey. But if I get marketing out, again, that just stabilizes his minutes, and um, I would like Carter a lot more um, if we get that news that marketing isn't playing. Um, Kobe White, 6,500, been so up and down this year. He struggled a lot. Um, again, trying to learn that point guard, that true point guard position. I think you can look to him at 65, but, um, just got to be careful there because he, he can be, can be up and down. Um, and then Patrick Williams down at 48, um, kind of only like him if marketing is out. Um, he's, he's the same. He started out hot as a rookie. I really liked him on opening night. Uh, when he was down at, at like 3000 at minimum, but he's up to 48 now. Um, kind of tough to pay that price. But again, this is a great matchup up and down, up and down, close game. If we get marketing out, again, those minutes stabilize for the forward position. And I would like him more there at 4,800, Patrick Williams. Yeah, and I'm close to you too. So we have uh, a lot of value in this game and um, a lot of people on the Bulls that I can play, and, and I keep saying, I keep coming back to this, and especially in a game like this, which is going to be running and gunning and fast pace. Uh, Levine is definitely in play. I know he's up there with the price tag. He's eighty four hundred. He's close to uh, he's getting to superstar status level with that with that price tag there. But in this matchup, he's going to probably take another eighteen shots at minimum. I I, I would expect north of twenty. Um, so definitely worth it. And hearing what Billy Donovan said after the game about Kobe White, uh, Zach Levine might get 
more ball handling duties, might get more point guard duties moving forward if he needs to. So that's something to keep an eye on. If if his assists go up two, three a game, uh, that that'd be huge for his value because he's not going to take he's not going to stop shooting. But if he can facilitate a little bit more too, that's huge for his value. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, Markkinen, if he plays. Fantastic spot for me, 6,600. The guy's been scoring nearly 20 points a game, and he's going to probably grab a lot of rebounds in this in this particular matchup who the power forwards against him are going to be uh denny who's smaller than him uh david Bertans, who's not a banger maybe troy brown jr if they go small uh there's just not a lot of people his size and and, and who can move at seven seven feet so i i like him in this matchup um both colby white and Wendell carter jr are also in play for me too uh colby white is westbrook tends to sometimes not play too much defense. He goes hard for a little bit, and then he sags off on shooters. Uh, so if Colby White's going to get a few extra open shots, don't mind him there. Uh, but Wendell Carter Jr. jumped up $1,000 in his, since his last game because he did a fantastic job. Uh, I think he has a, another pretty solid matchup here. I just think this whole game, there's a lot of value to be found in a fast-paced game again with two teams that are fighting for that last playoff spot or the last couple lottery slots. So... Uh, I could look at any of these guys in the the right scenario. Um, if Thad Young jumps into the starting lineup at thirty seven hundred, don't mind me him, me ugh, don't mind me some him either. Uh, if, assuming he can get twenty minutes, if Laurie Markkinen doesn't play, uh, so that's just a, a flyer for me. Patrick Williams and Otto Porter, depending on Markkinen, I'm not going to touch them too much. This is decent spots for them. This is a revenge game for Otto Porter as well, uh, but they're kind of splitting minutes, and if Markkinen plays. None, neither of them are taking uh, the alpha role to to getting to thirty three plus minutes and and a lot of usage there. So, kind of s- not souring on them, but until someone separates from the pack or if Markinen is not uh, or Markin is out, I kind of just shine away from them a little bit. <clears throat> but um, yeah, let's go on to the Washington side, man. We had Westbrook not play the last game, and Raul Nito had a fantastic game. Uh, that should flip this time. Westbrook should be back in on the floor. Um, and how how you feeling about these two guys? We have Westbrook at 97, Beal at 93, and then Thomas Bryant, the next highest, at 68. Yeah, uh, Westbrook's the best player in the slate. Um, Ooh, I mean, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, 9,700 in this matchup. I mean, does anybody believe this guy's not going to get a triple-double? I, I mean, he's he's a, he's almost. A, I mean, he's had 58 in both games this year. Um, a great matchup here against the Bulls. Gonna play fast. Bulls don't play any defense. I mean, he's. That's nothing bad I can say about him. Westbrook, 9700. I mean, almost got to play him. One of the best best plays on the slate. And then his backcourt mate, Brad Beal, 9300. Believe it or not, you would have thought Brad Beal last game. You know, we everybody put him in his lineup without Westbrook. You say, hey, that that usage going up. Bill should have a monster game, and he had a had a great game, but he had better games with Westbrook. The game before had fifty eight points with Westbrook, so I think Bill Bill and Westbrook have played well together to start the season. I expect that to continue. And again, in this matchup, man, the the high score on the slate, high scoring game on the slate, um, fast paced matchup, dynamic backcourt. I love both these guys. I think both their prices are too cheap, so. Um, hey, get both of them in if you can. I, I love both these plays. Yeah. Um, oh, how about before I go, do, do you think anybody else on this slate, on this team, you, you want to get a little bit of shares of? 
Thomas Bryan at 6,800, I'm probably not looking to. I like them better when Westbrook is out. We know Westbrook is crashing the boards. He's getting those rebounds so he can get out on the break. Still on the cover from Thomas Bryant. So at 6,800, I'm probably going to stay away from him here. Um, I do like the rookie, um, Denny. Denny, he's been he's been pretty solid. 4,600. Um, again, with Westbrook back, takes away some of his usage. Um, Bertan, I think, is still on a minutes limit, so he's, he's going to have a solid minutes floor. Um, you can look there. Um, at 4,600, but I think you may can find other values, but he's probably the only other guy that I look to in Washington. Yeah, and I'm with you with all all four of those calls. Uh, Thomas Bryant, I didn't, I was one of the people who were a lot lower on him coming into the year um, in a game to game basis, just because Russell Westbrook was there, and we know from his time with Stephen Adams and other people, other bigs, Serge Ibaka that he's just going to crash the boards and steal rebounds from his bigs. And that's exactly what he's doing now. He's crashing the boards and getting triple doubles. And Thomas Bryant is the one directly suffering from it. He has five, five, and seven rebounds. Uh, and coincidentally, seven is his highest, and that was the game without Westbrook. Uh, yeah. But he had five rebounds to- or ten rebounds total in two games with Westbrook. So uh, well, I continue- I'm going to continue to see that happening. And I, I- it's just how Westbrook plays. Uh, but you mentioned it. Westbrook Beal, one of these two guys is definitely going to be in my lineup, and most likely Westbrook. He is a lock for a triple double in this type of environment. He's mostly he's nearly a lock for a triple double in any type of environment, yeah. but <laughs> especially this one, I cannot see him not going um, getting fifty five plus fantasy points in this in this one. Uh, I can twenty twenty ten and and twelve. I mean. That might be conservative, too. Uh, so I'm definitely in on the Westbrook train. And Bradley Beal, you mentioned his, his worst game was his last game when Westbrook didn't play. And it wasn't because of lack of volume or usage. He just shot 10 of 29 from the field, and he shot 0 of 7 from 3. Give him two threes and give him two extra makes, and he's scoring well over 30 points again. Um, but I can see him getting another 27 28 points, 30 points in this matchup because it's just going to be a run-and-gun team with both teams that don't play really much defense. So I'm definitely in on both of them. I will have more shears of Westbrook, but if I want to have that pivot, Bradley Beal makes for an excellent one, uh, as you mentioned. And the third player on this team, I'm I'm also with you in in Denny. Um, Avicii, he also has some good music. (laughs) Uh, But at 4,600, I like him. I hope he starts at power forward again. I think that's his best position. And... um, as I mentioned, Markkinen's too too big for any power forward on this team. Denny is a lot faster than him and a lot more agile and a lot more quicker on his feet and lateral movements. So I think that's a very good matchup for him as well. Uh, he's a good cutter. He's a good facilitator. So I don't think he's a bad play as well if you're looking uh, around 4,600. But Westbrook and Beal are the alpha one and alpha two on this team and everybody else eats after. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's uh, before we get into this lat the the, the, uh, ugh, the next game. Let me talk a little bit about one of our presenting sponsors, and that is Manscaped. Um, so manscape to all the ball handlers out there before you throw on your team's gear, make sure to take care of your below the, below the waist grooming. Our partners at manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders. So you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters. Most manscaped is here to sync the competition and deliver the best tools for your below the waist grooming experience. That's why manscaped has designed uh, the electric 
trimmer or redesign the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting this as the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for modern man. Uh, the Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0, comes with new and improved lawnmower, um, boxer briefs, performance boxer briefs, wireless cord trimmer, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. Uh, so go on right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HoopBall20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at Manscaped.com. And guys, it's a whole new ball game. Take advantage of this limited time offer from Manscaped's all-star lineup and try it for yourself. Again, go to Manscaped.com, get 20% off free shipping, or 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the promo code HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. When things get hairy in the fourth quarter, make sure to call on Manscaped in the clutch time. Now let's go on to this next game, a game of a very good actual real-life game in the Milwaukee Bucks against the Miami Heat, and this has a spread currently of uh, Miami Heat as a three-point home dogs. That seems like a a decent theme here, a lot of home dogs today. Uh, And we have an over-under of 222.5. We have, starting with Milwaukee, uh, we have the highest-paid guy on the slate in Giannis. Um, I wish I could remember how my uh, brother-in-law called him the other day. He said something like antecompetency. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people think I'm a butcher. And the way he said it, I said, uh, who are you talking? I honestly did not know he, who he was talking about. He was talking, he mentioned the Celtics cause they were playing the Celtics. And I thought he said, and we don't have taco. Oh. And that's what I, I thought he was talking about taco fall. And he said, no, uh, Giannis. And I said, oh, I, I would never have gotten what you said. Um, <laughs> and he has the Boston accent, so it makes it a little bit funnier. <laughs> I told him I was going to mention it next time I was on here, with, and, and I mentioned Giannis. Um, <laughs> but let's start with this this game. For the injury report, we, we have a little bit here. Um, let me see if I can find it. I forget. The, the way that DraftKings has it, they always – have the game all, all a little bit mixed up than the injury has. Oh, no, they haven't released their injury report for either of these teams at the moment. Well, I, I will say for Milwaukee, um, oh. or I'm sorry, for Miami, we got a big one. I don't think Jimmy Butler's going to play, he, so he's doubtful. Um, yep. so, so I'm pretty sure he won't play. I, I think that's the main one that we got to keep an eye on here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue him out in this one. Yeah, so I I found it. They have Butler as doubtful, Gabe Vincent probable, and the Bucks have Tory Craig as out. Uh, so starting with the Bucks here, um, the two big guys. I'll start uh, the two big guys: Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton, and then we have Drew Holiday as a very reasonable sixty-seven hundred. Uh, but Giannis at ten eight, he's. I mean, the way that this guy plays, he's always in play just because he is Giannis. Uh, but he hasn't really played great, and they, he's, he's he's seen 30 minutes two games already, which, okay, I like it. In the first game, thir- uh, 36 minutes uh, against Boston. He saw 36 minutes, really liked it. But he's shooting the ball kind of not Giannis standards, uh, especially from the free throw line. He's been struggling there. Well, I mean, he struggled last year. But 10-8 on, on a slate like this, uh, cash games, I, I would give him a little bit more consideration, but on GPPs, I can pivot at the moment. And uh, some decent pivots here are, I mean, Chris Middleton's been playing awesome, uh, so I don't mind p- 
pivoting to him. But I think Drew Hall. I think this is the game where Drew Holiday at sixty-seven. That's a very good price tag. I think this is the game that he inserts himself a little bit more, and I don't mind uh, paying Drew Holiday there. And then there's two guys who have a or one guy I think has really good value in, in Dante DiVincenzo at forty-eight hundred. Uh, this guy's just I think criminally underrated. Uh, I, I I like his price tag here. I, I'm looking past the last game because everybody had a pretty bad game losing to the Knicks. Um, I'll never want to start a, con- a, a sentence saying the Bucks lost to the Mix- Knicks <laughs> or anybody lost to the Knicks. So I th- I'm going to look past that, and I think at 48, DiVincenzo, uh, it's a pretty decent matchup for him, especially if Jimmy Butler doesn't play. He is their best uh, wing defender. Or you can just say Bam Bam is because he he actually might be guarding. <laughs> he, he's fantastic anywhere on any level of the floor. Um, but without Bam, without Jimmy there, everybody slides over a little bit, and you have a little bit less defensive attention. So I don't mind the two guards here um, if you if you don't want to go Giannis. And at ten eight on with only fifty k of salary instead of uh, Fanduel, where you get that extra ten k. It's harder for me to pay him uh, in GPP lineups. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's tough to say the guy's averaging 50, um, but at 10-8, it's not enough. At 10-8, I need more than 50, man. And, and you know, he's he's played he's played solid. He's played okay. But, again, you know, at, at 10-8, I got a Nick pick. And in this matchup, um, and all the other um, guys on the slate are in better, better spots. Um, we saw Bam do a great job on him last year in the playoffs. Um, again, so he gets that matchup um, tonight. So, at 10-8. Um, I'm, I'm probably staying away from Giannis. Um, again, I agree. I'm looking more towards Chris Middleton. He's been great this season. He's 7,700. If Bam's going to lock up on Giannis, um, that leaves Middleton to, to handle handle a big load. And he played well last year against Miami when, when Giannis went down and was kind of being contained. So um, I like Middleton here at 7,700. Um, if I look at Drew Holiday, 67, He's he's been kind of down. He played well the first game. But that also coincided with, with uh, it seems minor, but DJ Augustine didn't play that first game. DJ Augustine came back, second and third game played. Um, and, again, he's only taken 13, 14 minutes, but that's critical for us. Um, so he's come in, still in those minutes from Drew Holiday at the point. Um, so I'm probably not even looking there um, tonight. Um, I, I do agree with you 100% with Dante DiVincenzo. The guy's is definitely an underrated player. I, I love him as a, a real-life player. Um, and even as a fantasy player, man, the guy just does a little bit of everything. He's a great defender, gets steals. He can shoot the ball well. Um, he gets rebounds, plays hard. Um, you know, again, if you throw out that last game, he's been really solid with 30, 30 points in, in the first game and then 22 in the second where they just murdered Golden State. But, um, you know, again, the last game, all the guys played bad, man. So you just throw that one out. Um, he's been solid at 4,800. I think he's a he's a decent value. All right, man. Uh, so we have a little bit of dissension there, but 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 I like it. I like it. And I like your your thought process behind it um, with with DJ Augustine coming there. Um, but let's flip on over to the Miami side. We have Jimmy Butler again, who's probably just not going to play. Uh, that means that leaves Bam Adebayo as the only big big priced guy at. Uh, I don't know why I said big big. Like he is super out of the, <laughs> the range here. But eight eight K here uh, in this type of matchup. Last year he. Um, in three games against Milwaukee, he averaged. Uh, he did. He shot the ball pretty well. Um, what's it? Uh, he averaged about forty-five points on the away games. 
uh, and then and 29 at home. Um, to me, I, I don't know if I want Bam specifically in this matchup. Brooke Lopez is just a big body. He's going to stretch him away from the basket, uh, and then you have Giannis there. So I'm not fully looking at him. I think we have some better options at 8K. Uh, but then if I go down the list, Jimmy Butler's usage is going to funnel down to the people that it usually funnels down to, and Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, uh, some Duncan Robinson. I think for me, Goran Dragic makes him and those first two guys make a lot of sense, and Hero and Dragic. Uh, specifically Drogic, who's playing great. I think this is a decent matchup for him, and at 58, I am liking him. Uh, and specifically, whoever's not getting guarded by Drew Holiday, who is one of the most underrated defenders. I don't know why pe- some people think he's not a good defender, uh, but he should be an all-defensive type player. If he's not, it's just his name value, I think. Um, but whoever's not getting guarded by Drew Holiday, and I think it's going to be uh, I think Hero is going to get more of the, the holiday treatment, I believe. We'll see. It's probably going to go Drogic, but uh, that's where I would be leaning here because these guys are going to get a lot more usage here. Yeah, that's a that's a great point because, um, you know, as you, so bam, at 8,000, um, I think it's an okay play, but, again, I think they're probably a little bit better plays on the slate. But um, at $8,000, it's not, it's not too um, bad for a price there, especially mm-hmm. with Jimmy out. Um, but, again, I – I was all ready to go all in on Drogic. Anytime Butler's out, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Drogic and Harrow are, are pretty much like plays, but you make a great point with Drew Holiday. I mean, named by Spears as the best defender in the league, the best one-on-one defender. The guy always gets the toughest matchups from, I mean, I've seen him guard LeBron to uh, Harden to everybody. I mean, the guy is, is a monster on defense and, and tough to guard, you know, because I, I keep thinking back to the way that, um, Miami played against Milwaukee in the playoffs, and Drogic, you know, was killing guys out there, you know, <laughs> constantly averaging, you know, 30 points and getting, you know, eight, nine assists. But, again, Drew Holiday makes all the difference in the world there. So um gives me a little bit of pause on Drogic. Um, I think he's still in play at 5,800, but still mm-hmm. just be aware that um, Holiday can really can really be restricted there. So, um, again, to your point, I think if we can, if we can kind of figure out, you know, who's going to, Who's holiday going to cover more hero or drive it? We can go to the other game. I think um, they'd be a great value. Yeah, I think it just the usage is going to go mainly to both of them. It's just who has the better, who's not getting uh, guarded by holiday, who can facilitate and, and create their shot a little bit better. Uh, that's 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 all we're looking for is a little bit advantage there, I believe. But I think they're both in play at reasonably priced price tags without any, Jimmy Butler there. <clears throat> let's go on to we we still have a couple more games here uh let's go on to this one see if we can get back to that quick hit and i think it's me just run, rambling and rumbling <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> i'll i'll try and I'll, I'll let you do the quick hitters and then i'll i'll shut up and, <laughs> and go a little bit quicker here uh, but we have another home underdog with the o- orlando magic at the o- oklahoma city thunder thunder are getting five points in this one and the over under is 219 and a half another very low scoring game uh the thunder played on monday so they don't fully have an injury report at the moment but the magic have the the, the three regulars alfaru camino james ennis jonathan isaac out uh but let's jump right into the orlando magic side it looks like aaron gordon has a quote-unquote minutes limit still uh, he played only 20 minutes in the last one, but I think that was more due to they were getting blown out and the second unit came back for them. So maybe they just left him off there and said, okay, we can rest you because the game before that he played 30 minutes. Uh, but I'll let you take this one 
How, who are you looking at in this particular matchup? Do you think they keep it close enough to where you can trust Vucevic at 83 and uh, Gordon and, and any of these guys' faults? Or do you think that they just blow them out of the water? Yeah, I think OKC can keep it close here. Um, you know, they played the Jazz tough last night, um, you know, lost in a close game. Um, but they're a young squad, so I don't expect them to be tired or anything coming on the back-to-backs. But played well against the Jazz, which is encouraging for me. So I think they keep it close. And Vucevic at 8300 I think, is a great price. Um, Vucevic, always a lot for 40 almost, um, a double-double machine. Uh, really stepped it up last year with the scoring and shoots threes. Um, so I think he's a good option at 83 um Eric Gordon again like you said you know they, they mentioned a minutes limit so um if that's the case I'm probably going to stay away here at 6300 it's not a bad matchup for him um but again just not knowing how they're going to deploy him and how many minutes I'm, I'm probably going to stay away at 6300 um false at 6100 has been really good man the guy written off for most of his career got his payday got a second contract happy happy for him and he's, he's got things back together looks like um, so he's averaging 30, uh, 33 DK points here uh, this year. So that's that's really strong. And at 6,100, I like that in a pretty good matchup here against OKC. Um, Fournier at 5,600, up and down guy. Um, can get hot at any time, but at 5,600, probably a little bit better ways to spend my money. So that's as far, I'm, far as I'm looking um, on the Orlando side. Yeah, for me, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I need to know what what is exactly, what does minutes limit for him mean? Because one day he played 30, the next he played 20. Again, I think it was game flow and the second unit being good. Uh, So that gives me, if I know he's going to play around 30 minutes or so, if they say, oh, normal time, then then I can look at him at 63 because that's a pretty good matchup for him. Um, Vucevic, 83, normally would be all over him. I do think we have some decent options outside of Vucevic here uh, in, in all right matchups. I mean, we mentioned Sabonis. We mentioned Zach Levine. Um, Randall was only 100 left. I like him more than Randall. But uh, Vucevic, eight, he's he's one of those guys who's just safe as safe can be. So in cash lineups, I, I really like him. Uh, and he's probably going to be a little bit more contrarian also in GPP, so not bad. But Fultz, I've been a, a false believer for the longest of times now, and I'm finally glad. I'm glad that he's finally showing that he looks healthy. Um, he just looks yeah. very comfortable now. I know the the phantom shoulder injury. I think it was phantom. I don't know what was, <laughs> what was up with that, but uh, he looks very good, and I'm glad to see it. And at 61, I can continue to play. I, I, that's not high enough for me. I think he still can bring value here. Uh, I just think eventually he's going to get closer to 7K, and then I'm going to pause. But at 61, I think that's very good value for him as well, just continuing. Um, Terrence Ross is hot right now, and if that keeps up, 53, not too bad. I do think we have some some decent value out there at uh, 53 with people who rely don't rely so much on just being hot at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with Vucevic and Fultz are my favorite two options here. And Aaron Gordon, I'm going to wait and see approach. He would jump up to a very good option for me if uh, the news comes out that I like. Uh, but let's go on to the Oklahoma City Thunder side, and we have Ashaya 81 and the rest of these guys under 6K. Uh, lots, There is a lot of value to be found here, and they are on the second night of back-to-back. But where are you looking at? Yeah, so so that's why I'll be careful a little bit here. Um, I, I think Shea's a good option, SGA, getting so much usage there. 8,100, I think he's a pretty good value. Um, and then 
I don't like Horford here at 59. You know, I, I think I think he, as well as George Hill, are candidates for rest here. Um, again, not for sure. Let's let's keep a close close eye on Twitter and the hoop ball blurbs to see what's going on. But um, keep an eye on on Hill and George Hill and Horford possibly resting here. And if they do rest, I love Lugans Dort at 4600. The guy's been great, man. He's been on fire this year. Um, had had a, had great games. 28. Points in the first game, 35 in the second, um, at 4,600. That's just too cheap. And if we get George Hill sitting, um, those minutes are, are just guaranteed there. And then, um, you know, again, if Hill sits, I got to look at Diallo at 3,800. The guy, he's not afraid to shoot, never seen a shot that he doesn't like. Um, <laughs> and if he gets, he gets a little extra minutes with Hill out at 3,800, he's going to be underpriced there. So um, this is a game to keep an eye on um, for possible rest. Again, OKC on the back-to-back, but – um, still, even so, it offers some value for you with um, with Shea and um, and uh, Lucas Dort. Yeah, and if if we have the news that um, Horford and or George Hill or one of those two are missing, there is some value to be found here. I mean, Mike Mascala would probably jump into a yeah. significant role at thirty two hundred. Uh, maybe the Pokemon. Maybe Pokemon at 3,100 gets some decent run. Uh, we might see Theo Mad- Maladon, the, the Maladon, uh, get some extra run. But yeah, Diallo would get r- extra run too. He's already seeing decent run at 3,800. He'd probably reach 30 minutes with no George Hill. And, Lu- and uh, Dort has been on fire, so 4,600 is not bad price tag for him. Uh, I think that's a very good value. Uh, even Baisley, with no Horford, that means he's going to be playing more five and four. Going to get more rebound opportunities, decent, decent stuff. There's so um, decent defensive stats. So there is a lot of value to be ha- found. If I mean this team is already not too talented, uh, so if we're taking off their two big veterans and Horford and George Hill, and more minutes go around for these guys, uh, there's just value to be found on this team. But for the big guy, shy. I'm pro- on the second night of a back-to-back. I'm not going to have too much exposure to him at 8,100. I just think there's a lot de- more safe options out there and decent, really good options around his price tag. So I'm going to move away from him. But um, depending on the news that we get, there's going to be a lot of value to be found on the rest of this team. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's jump on to the the next game: Minnesota Timberwolves at Los Angeles Clippers, and we have a seven point spread and the the wolves are expected to get seven points and the over under in this one 229 and a half both these teams play pretty fast right now we have the timberwolves don't have anything submitted yet but we i'm going to assume carl anthony towns is not playing in this one uh the what else whatever else we get is whatever else we get at the time we'll know uh, marcus morris senior they have him listed as out though he practiced today and he was deemed questionable so that might change um but Right now on the official NBA injury report, he's listed as out. And Kawhi Leonard listed as questionable. He might play. He also practiced. But getting stitches in your mouth is never comfortable. And if something happens to him, I can't, I think he's – I don't think – I'm leaning on the side that he's not going to play this. Uh, but we'll, we'll see that one out. On the Timberwolves side, uh, there are some decent matchups here. I think uh, Nas Reed at 51 is not terrible play, but I think where I like to look at is the big usage guys out here where we're going to get a lot of usage in uh, ball. I mean, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell should get most of this usage here. Um, And even if you really wanted to go big, big flyer here, 
uh, Ed Davis at 3,400, I guess, can can bring you back 15 to 20 points uh, if you're going stars and scrubs, but I don't recommend that on a 10-game slate. Uh, but Russell, Beasley, and Edwards were where I'm looking at at 76, 59, and 5,400, respectively. Uh, Russell's going to keep chucking. Whether he makes them or not, I don't know. I mean, he only took seven shots in that la- in, against the Lakers, but that was just a massacre from start to finish. If Kawhi Leonard doesn't play and the Clippers just lost by 51 points, maybe they're both <laughs> so bad that um, uh, this game stays a little bit competitive. And in, in that case, D'Angelo Russell's going to play 30 minutes. He's going to take 20-plus shots. Um, if it doesn't stay competitive, Anthony Edwards is going to play 30 minutes and take 20 shots. So uh, that's those are the two main guys and Malik Beasley there because he's always a guy who can get hot in, a t- in this type of matchup. How about you, man? Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree there. Um, you know, and the last thing I saw from Roach was um, um, Towns is going to be week to week, so I, I definitely expect him to miss to miss tonight. And um, so, yeah, I like Nas Reed at 5,100. Um, but, again, I agree. Um, I look to Russell at 76. It's been a little cold here lately, but, yeah, if Kawhi doesn't play, I like him. Um, Beasley at 59, as you said, can get hot quick. Um, loves to shoot the ball, great shooter. Um, and, and again, I agree. Anthony Edwards, 5,400, um, especially with Towns out. Some of that usage of fun to him. They'll allow him to work a little bit. So even blow out our close game, I expect him his minutes to increase and him to continue to get better. So let's get on the train before everybody else does. And I like Edwards uh, at 5,400. Yep. Um, on the other side, we have the, the Clippers. And um, the big news is if Kawhi Leonard plays or not, I think he has to. I feel like he's going to have to miss one more game. Um, even if he plays without Carl Anthony Towns, I, if he plays, I think they're going to blow them out. So I don't think he's going to get overexposed at 9,400. I just think there's a lot safer options. I love playing against the Timberwolves. Anybody playing against the Timberwolves, it's just whatever your pace is, times it by 12 because the, <laughs> the Timberwolves just want to run and run and run and run, especially without, even with or without Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns, they're going to run. So if Kawhi Leonard plays, even if he plays 25 minutes, he could he could be pretty solid. But for 9,400 on a 10-game slate uh, coming off an injury, I, I feel more comfortable going in another direction. With that said, if Kawhi doesn't play, Paul George, I know he had a terrible game. The, the entire team had a, didn't shouldn't even have shown up that game. They should have just forfeited. To be honest, it was embarrassing. Uh, Forty-seven to what seventeen at half? Or no, they were down fifty points at the half. Twenty-seven yeah, to seventy-seven. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember. Um, I turned it on and I, I closed. I had to wipe my eyes because it said forty-three to thirteen or forty-seven thirteen. <laughs> what is going on right now? Uh, but yeah, Paul George in this matchup especially if Kawhi doesn't play. Uh, absolutely love him at 8,500. Again, anybody going against the Timberwolves is in a good spot, and I think this team wants to prove that what the hell they did the other night just is not them. So very good spot for him. Serge Ibaka is in a good spot too, even though he's been playing terrible. Uh, but I'm going to look a little bit more down there um, into Luke Lou, Lou Williams at 5,100. Guy's been off, just been off this uh, this year he's only he's not even taking many shots but this is a matchup for him specifically that he likes to run and gun I think this is a decent matchup for him uh, a very good matchup I should say at 51 um, and then these the two guys that uh, are out there but 
are Luke Kennard and Nick Batum. I'm leaning more towards Nick Batum at 50, 4,500. Again, if Morris is sitting, like they're saying, and Kawhi doesn't play, uh, this, this is just an up-tempo matchup, man. So all of these guys get a nice bump there. And, and Batum is very well-rounded when he's on his game, and it looks like he's better. He likes being playing next to these uh, this talent team. So... I would look at Paul George, Nick Batum, and some Lou Williams here. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, unfortunately, man, I'm going to have to retract my my Nick Batum, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> statement from last podcast, man. You know, being, you know, in Charlotte, man, we got a bad taste <laughs> in our mouths from Nick Batum, man. But the guy's been, he's been really solid, man, for the Clippers. I think that's a good fit for him around all those stars. And, again, if Kawhi doesn't play at 4,500, I like it a lot. Um, and the same with Paul George at 8,500 uh, with no Kawhi. I think you just you got to almost lock that in. Um, and if Kawhi plays, I'm probably staying away from all these guys. Um, I think it's just going to be really tough. I think, as you said, they probably blow the guy, blow these guys out, and nobody gets enough minutes, you know, to pay off any other value. So, um, again, that's the news I'm waiting on here. If Kawhi plays, I'm probably out on everybody. But if I get no Kawhi, then I love Paul George and I love um, Nick Batum. Yeah, I'm with you too. Um, and let's go on to this this next game. And right before I do, quickly, we need to pause the show for an announcement. And it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's the free stuff, you ask? And the free stuff is the Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else, too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox, guys. Enjoy. Uh, takes three seconds. I did it myself, and the first one is coming out, I believe, on in the next day or today. I know it's coming out very soon, but it takes two Literally click, put in your email, put in your name, boom, you get it. That's it. You can you can even put a fake name if you really want to, but put in your real put in an email that you use so you can get it. Um, and another one I want to tell you guys about is our fantasy pass. So the the fantasy draft season is over and Brewski one fifty your way to a hell of a team, but the season has just begun. The fantasy pass is still the best deal in the industry at just four ninety nine per month. And now that we're into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. Uh, we know you'll love it though, so. Uh, but it's just a nice option to have in case you don't. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, uh, the newsletter, the fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can all hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. I'm on there all the time. It honestly, it's always bumping. So uh, it, it, that in itself is worth it. Uh, so please do check it out. Head to hoopball-.com and clock on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. And if you're just into DFS, uh, we do have the option for a DFS pass, and that is a whopping $1.99 a month. Uh, so you can talk to me and Brian and all the other guys, get all of our articles, get our entire Discord that we talk daily with, uh, and get all our inside information that we're trying to give to you guys for a whopping $1.99 a month. Uh, but let's get, I digress. Let's get back onto this, this scheduled podcast programming. And our next game is another fun one. The, the new Orleans Pelicans versus the Phoenix Sims. I don't know why I just did that, but I really felt like doing it. <laughs> uh, and we got the, the Suns 
as three-point home favorites. Ooh, I haven't seen that one in a bit. But the, the Pelicans are getting three points in this one, and the over-under is a not solid 221.5. On the injury front, we have Wenyan Gabriel out for the Pelicans, and the Phoenix Suns have Abdel Nader and Jalen Smith out, with Dario Saric probable making his season debut. Let's start on the, the Pelican side, the away team. Uh, where are you looking at on this team? We have two people over eight, 8K with Ingram and Zion and everybody else a little bit less. Uh, but who are you looking at mainly on this this squad here? Yeah, that's another game that I love, man. Similar to the to the Bulls and Wizards, uh, this game is going to be a fun one, up and down game. And Brendan Ingram has been awesome this year, man. 8,200. Um, I, I think he's a good play. Um, I'm a little bit, a little bit worried about defense and Mikael Bridges, um, who's been great. I saw him um, play very well against Luca, um, first game of the year. So I think Bridges matches up with Ingram. But I do like the way they're using Ingram. Um, I, I think at 8,200 in this matchup, it's a pretty good price. Um, I love, love Zion. I mean, we talked about a lot of big men tonight. Um, at 88. 8,100, I think he's one of the better values. Um, They're using him well. This is going to be an up-and-down game. Fits well um, to Zion the way he plays. Um, So he's he's rebounding. He looks – doesn't have that minutes limit that he had um, last year playing 38 minutes in the last two games. Man, if I'm getting 38 minutes out of Zion, I got to love him at 8,100. Lonzo Ball as well, 6,600. Again, this up-and-down matchup. Ball's been good. Um, you know, he catches a lot of flack for his name and his dad and all, and all that. But the guy's been been solid, man. 16-8, five, five steals last game. Um, don't expect him to match that, but he's been pretty solid. Um, 66 is a little expensive, but um, I think he could possibly bring that value back. Um, Blesso struggled so much, man, which has allowed Ball to play more. So that's one of the reasons why I like him a little more. Um, and maybe one other guy is Josh Hart at 4,800. He's been playing really well. The Pelicans are really running a solid seven-man rotation here, so I can really count on those seven guys um, playing on the majority of the game, the starting five, and then throw in Josh Hart and J.J. Redick. So um, I know who's getting the minutes there. I can count on that minutes floor. So um, those are the guys I'm looking at um, in New Orleans. Yeah, and they're playing maybe nine people tops, and that's just because they need people to back up in the front court, like uh, Jackson Hayes and a little bit of um, Melly, but they they barely see the floor. Uh, it's it's mainly a seven man rotation, like you said. Uh, for me, I think Bledsoe should be coming off the bench. I think he's makes perfect sense as a six man on this team, and and JJ Redick in the starting lineup. Because when you're looking at Zion, Stephen Adams, Lonzo Ball, and Eric Bledsoe, all surrounded by Brandon Ingram, they can't shoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> none of those. Yeah. Brandon Ingram is the most reliable shooter on that, and he's not particularly. A sharpshooter himself uh, so you're i'm looking at that and saying give me someone else who can shoot the ball let eric bledsoe do his thing off the off the bench and you have yourself a a rock solid rotation still I, I like josh hart exactly where he is i don't think he should be the starter but jj reddick is the best shooter on this team and i just it makes it makes a lot of sense for me to do uh for them to do that in my opinion uh, outside of that this guy call man ben gunny please <laughs> give santino a call man he can help you out man this guy <laughs> that's an i'm again yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, um, looking at this team, I like what you mentioned about Michael Bridges because he's been playing fantastic on every, both ends of the court. Uh, so it gives me a little bit of pause for Ingram, but still 8-2 is a solid price tag. Um, same thing with that said, though, 
I think we said a few people that I like just a, a little bit better than him and are a little bit safer. Uh, I said Vucevic. I think I thought like a couple people, like uh, we had well, Saponis there, Vucevic. Those are a couple people I like a little bit better than Ingram in this matchup. Um, and I know it's only $100 less, but I think Zion Williamson fits this profile a little bit better. I don't think Jay Crowder can guard him. And if they try and go with Cam Johnson or Dario Saric, I don't think either of them can do it as well. So I like him a little bit better in this matchup. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I love that price tag. I think Chris Paul is a very good defender, though. So I think they're going to be battling. I'm not too sure if I want too much exposure to him, but that price tag is really solid to me. Um, I think you mentioned the other the other guy I like, Josh Hart, and I think this is a, a decent matchup for J.J. Redick to get hot as well. So I'd be looking at value over there at 48 and 4,200 specifically. Uh, and then and some Zion exposure if you wanted a, a top-end guy. And that's that's where I'm looking at here. Um, not too much Steven Adams. It's just he is there to beat people up and, and grab some the occasional rebound. Um, and maybe maybe Eric Bledsoe has a revenge game, but until he shows that he can fit into this offense, especially the starting five at the moment, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean against him at the moment. But um, let's go on to the Phoenix Sun side. We have this is an exciting team. They, both of these game both of these teams are young upstart teams looking to make the playoffs, and they're both exciting and fun to watch. Uh, I can't wait to actually sit down and watch this one. Uh, but who do you like on the on the Sun side? Yeah, as much as I love this game, man, there's not a lot that I really like on the Suns. I mean, Devin Booker at 9,100, awesome, awesome real-life player, man. One of the best players in the league, up-and-coming stars. But adding Chris Paul, I think, helps this game tremendously. But for my purposes, I'm I'm worried about fantasy points. And, you know, (laughs) Chris Paul just takes the ball. Chris Paul just takes the ball out of Booker's hands, doesn't allow him to create. Um, you know, and, and get those assists that he was getting last year. He's more of a scorer now. So the guy hasn't even broken 40 DK points in a game this year. So at 9,100, 9, man, even though it's a fun matchup, I think that's a little too much um, to, to pay for Devin Booker. Um, DeAndre Aiden at 7,400. Um, I like him a little bit better, but again, hasn't been quite at that level, 7,400 um, this year. Um, been in foul trouble a couple times. Uh, I think he he eventually gets it going and gets gets um gets it going and and, and can pay off that that seventy four hundred price tag. But um, I don't think I'm going there tonight. Um, Chris Paul against seventy one hundred um, can't do it again. Can't do it. Hasn't been there. Had the had the great game against Sacramento in the second game with fifty five points. Um, but but again, I'm not counting on that out of him. Um, at 7,100. Um, Bridges, again, like him as a two-way player, great young up-and-coming player, but at 6,200, um, I, I don't think I got this. a little too expensive for me. I don't <laughs> think I can go there. Again, there are a lot. I think there's a theme here. Yeah, yeah. Again, love this game for the pace, love this game for the real-life um, matchup that we'll see. Should be fun, should be up and down, but you know, Phoenix is a little bit too pricey for me. Um, DraftKings, for some reason, love these loves these guys, so um, I don't think I can play any of these Phoenix price tags tonight. Yep, and I'm with you. I'm going to pass on on the Phoenix Suns altogether. I really like Booker 91. Can't do it. I really like the price tag on DeAndre Ayton. I do not like the the matchup. Uh, I I want to. I tend to want to avoid people going against Stephen Adams and Zion Williamson front court. They're just two massive individuals and probably 
I don't even know if I should say probably. They are the two strongest people in the entire NBA. So they're just going to be throwing elbows and just shoulder. Their shoulders are too big, and they're just going to be hitting people. And I don't really want to go against uh, – I don't want a center to go banging against those two guys because um, not the greatest time, in, in my opinion. Uh, so it, while I like DeAndre in 7400 price tag, I just don't like this particular matchup for him. That said, he could still put up 35 points. I just this, the ceiling for him isn't too good for me. Uh, seeing that, and everybody else, I think they're just priced a little too high for my liking in this particular matchup. Uh, so I'm going to to f- fade this team uh, and then move on to this this last game here. Uh, we have the Denver Nuggets against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, on Denver, we have the two and a half point favorites. So Kings are another home dog and the over under is two twenty three and a half here on the injury report. We just have no one on the nuggets and Sacramento Kings have Daquan Jeffries is questionable. Uh, let's go right into the nuggets side. Um, and I'll start on this side. I mentioned Jokic earlier. I love this price tag for him at 10 2. I think this is a fantastic price tag. We already saw this these teams match up before, and, and Jokic put up a triple double, a monster triple double at 29, 15, 14, 74, almost 75 uh, fantasy points. While Hassan Whiteside cannot guard him, he's a big body. Rashawn Holmes is a good defender, but this team, uh, Jokic is awesome. And they, they just played tonight. Uh, Murray went out for a little bit. It was a blowout, but he came back in in the game uh, last night. But I just think Jokic, uh, even on a back to back, I I think this is a fantastic price tag for him. The only thing, like I'm, I guess the back to back is the only thing that gives me a a pause to him. But the people around his price tag, if you're paying up, uh, one is not even playing. The other is Joel Embiid against Toronto. Don't love it. Uh, Giannis at ten eight. I would rather pay down for Jokic, Uh, and then Westbrook who. Westbrook and Curry, who are a little lower, uh, but I, I would I would rather have Westbrook on a dollar for dollar. But I think Jokic is a fantastic center option here on this slate. Outside of of him, um, not huge on the rest of these guys at the moment. If Michael Porter Jr. can play defense in this one, I, I like him. But Mike Malone just does not like how he gets lit up, and he continues to say it, and he continues to say it. So. Uh, until I see him have a stretch of consistent defense or they're going against just a bad team, uh, I don't particularly want to play him against a, a, the first time these guys played. It was super competitive, so I'm not particularly high on him. I think it's Jokic and then everybody else. Um, maybe I'll look at Paul Millsap, but probably not at 53. Uh, yeah, I'm probably just going Jokic here. How about you? Yeah, no, nah, 100% agree. Um Jokic is the only guy that I'm even considering here. Oh, well, Jokic and Murray, I'd say. You know, these guys are getting 30-plus minutes a game. Everybody else is just a muddled mess with Porter and Barton and Gary Harris and Millsap. And, you know, Mike Malone, you never know what this guy's going to do with whatever the rest of the lineup. But Jokic is a lock for his 30-plus minutes. The guy's averaging a triple-double. It's a great matchup against Sacramento. I think he's a great play. Um, Murray, he's eventually going to get it going as well. Hasn't been quite there this year, but... I think you can look to him. Seven thousand dollars is not not a, a terribly expensive price, but again, Jokic easily the best play um, out of this game, and and really the main option that I'm looking at. Yep. So I think we're pretty much in agreement on that one. Uh, let's go on to the Sacramento side, and we have uh, Fox at seventy six. 
Buddy Heald at 68. And no one else too too high on the list here. Uh, they did not play tonight, so they won't be on a back-to-back. Uh, looking at the slate, the first time they played, Buddy Heald had an awesome game. He scored 22 points, his best game of the young season so far. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had a good game. He just had He's coming off a very poor game. I expect that to turn around a little bit. Uh, so 76, he's definitely in play for me. He's That's not... I, he's he should be closer to 8400 so there's some value to be found here uh even 8700 i know the last two games he was well over the eight eight thousand mark so uh that's a little surprising that he's all the way down to 76 i think that's a ton of value to be found there uh and outside of him uh, i think halliburton makes for a solid play here this kid's this kid's good at 4,800, I, I like that. Uh, I think he could definitely get 25 or so, 20, 30 fantasy points. Uh, if you're looking for a, a safe floor, I think it's him. If you're looking for a high ceiling game, uh, he's not the guy type of going. Uh, so GPPs, I'm not totally going at him. But if you want a safe floor around 5K, uh, not too bad. Uh, outside of him, Buddy Heald, if Buddy Heald wasn't only 800 less than De'Aaron Fox, I'd like him more. But seeing that they're pretty close, I'm just going to pay up for Fox here. Um, and then... Leave everybody else pretty much alone. Maybe if you wanted to take a plunge on uh, Bagley, you can, but uh, he just doesn't do enough for me. Yeah, again, all over it, man. I agree 100%. Uh, Fox is the really only place I'm looking here. 7,600 is too cheap for him. He's been great this season. Only had the one bad game last game, so um, a lot of people may shy away from him after that. But um, 7,600 is too cheap. The guy's been great. Um, Buddy Hill, 6,800, a little bit too expensive. Hasn't been quite at that level yet. Again, we know he can get high and have a big game, but I think 6,800 is, is probably too much to ask for him. Um, potentially maybe Rashawn Holmes at 5,000. Um, you know, he, he can get it done, but again, I, I hate that he's splitting time with, you know, you got Bagley there, you got Whiteside there, so his minutes are kind of capped. Um, but but he's a good per, per minute producer, so he can possibly pay that value. But um, and then Halliburton, man, he's he's come in. He is he is really good. Like the way he plays. Um, he's his minutes have have, have begun to stabilize. Um, getting you know 27, 28 minutes a game, so that's really solid at forty eight hundred. I think he can pay back that value. But um, again, the main guy I'm looking here is De'Aaron Fox. Um, the rest of the guys are, are, are have a few questions about. All right, man. And I just have to ask one small quick question. How do you feel about Whiteside at 37? Because there's always a lot of chatter about him on our Discord. Uh, do you play him? Do you not? Where are you leaning on him? Because he, he is a fantasy point monster per minute, but he's just not seeing those minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> his minutes have continued to to decline every game this season, 18, 15, and 10. What am I going to get, five tonight? I mean, I mean, you know, at, at this rate, I, I can't play him. Even at 3,700, um, you know, maybe in a GPP, but, um, you know, I, I think I think you can find a better plays elsewhere. I mean, I just – no consistency with this guy. Don't know what they're going to do with him. They've talked badly up. Um, I know they like Rashawn Holmes. So, uh, yeah, white side, I'll let somebody else play him. Right, and I like that. And um, yeah, we we went a little longer here. We we talked a little long, so I won't uh, throw anything else at you. I think we did pretty well. We covered ten game slates. Do take a little bit, man. Uh, yeah. Ten to thirteen. We keep getting all these full, yeah. nearly full slates yeah. lately. Uh, in between the little two game slates and three yeah. game slates, five <laughs> game slates. Um, I don't know what it is, but 
We're getting a lot of night, slates man. lately. You may be in a bad spot here on Tuesday. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, th- I think it is. Um, I was going to ask you a question. I, I, I asked you last time, who's your favorite play of the slate? But I think we already heard that from you. So I'm going to, if you want to re- reiterate who we heard you say, uh, you're more than welcome to. But um, if you guys are listening closely, I think I think Brian already, <laughs> Brian already told you who his favorite play is. And I, I think I love that play as well. Uh, I'm trying to look for a value play that is great as well. But, I mean, I just know that guy's going to be there. A triple-double is, is locked in, locked and loaded there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, Westbrook, man, is – I mean, 100% of my lineups most likely are going to have Westbrook. So, you know, I think he's a great play. Yeah, and if you don't have a Westbrook lineup, I mean, you have you have to pretty much pivot to Beal. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can get Jokic and Westbrook without killing yourself, uh, that's good. I think we're going to see a lot of value on here as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think Westbrook is the safest guy on the on the slate as well. I mean, it's just against Chicago, and he's not he's under 10k. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't make this difficult, guys. Don't make this difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that that was a great show. I think we did pretty well. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this one. Uh, Brian, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and where they can interact with you um, outside of this pod. Or they can interact with you on the podcast. <laughs> tell them where they can interact with you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Foster underscore BSE. Again, that's Foster underscore BSE. Had some great interactions this week with you guys. So um, yeah, hit me up with any questions. Be on the lookout for the article later today with my top play. So um, take note of those, man, and, and hopefully we, we all have some success tonight and win some money. Awesome. And you can find me at Twitter, uh, at Santino Cocon, or on Twitter, I should say. Oof. Uh, again, late, I'm, I'm butchering all this stuff now. But uh, before we head on out of here, I do want to say to you, Brian, congratulations on that Charlotte Hornets upset of the new <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> They had KD, they had Kyrie, they lost still to the Brook. Or well, I'm getting the names mixed up. They still yeah. lost to the Charlotte Hornets, uh, your Charlotte Hornets, and that's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, I guess so, man. I I think they just took the night off, honestly, man. <laughs> what can I say? These guys, they only want to play on national TV games, you know. You know, so they they took it easy on us. But hey, I'll take the win either way. I like it. All right, man. So on behalf of us and everybody else at the HoopBall team, uh, thank you. This is another edition of HoopBall DFS for your December 29th edition. Uh, We will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it's myself and Mike. Uh, And we'll catch you again tomorrow on, I think, a smaller slate. Uh, But we'll see. (laughs) Have a good night, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.